had no problem with dogs, especially our family beagle, Muffin, who seldom stirred except to bury her head in her bowl. Cats, in contrast, were devious creatures, according to my mother. "'You can't trust a cat,' she said. She repeated this for years. My dad backed her up. Finally I asked him what was so bad about cats, and he told me, "'They can jump on you and scratch you while you're sleeping.' This was as close to spouting superstition as my common-sense father ever came, but I believed him at the time. I was in second grade by then and should have known better. But none of my friends had cats, or if they did, the cats were smart enough to keep out of sight when I showed up. So when I'd see a cat skittering across the street, I never thought of it as someone's companion. I thought of it as a wild creature, like a squirrel or pigeon, a nuisance animal, in fact. This all changed when I was in high school, and my older sister Joan brought home a gray mass of matted fur from her riding lesson. I named her Rigel, and I'll keep her in my room, she told my parents. Absolutely not, my mom said. You're not keeping a cat in this house. What your mother says goes, said my dad. Joan bought Rigel a litter box and set it up in a corner near her closet. She wasn't particularly rebellious, but her will to rescue a needy barn cat was stronger than my mother's will to keep out the cat. I sided with them against her, as I usually like to do, but this time I really believed that she was wrong. Taking in Rigel was a betrayal of a family policy, especially from aging Beagle Muffin's point of view. We were in for a surprise, however— Rigel turned out to be a shy and gentle soul who had zero disruptive impact on our lives. About the only time I knew that she was there was when I slipped into Joan's room to visit her. Rigel was so sweet and undemanding that I ended up exchanging one false notion about cats for another. Instead of sharing my parents' belief that cats were trouble, I decided that they were hardly anything at all, just purring plush toys that wanted to be petted. Even muffins seemed more intriguing. It never occurred to me that only a person who was duller than a sleeping dog would make such a mistake about a cat. I simply hadn't spent enough time around cats yet to absorb some of their smarts, or to know that each cat was different, and that some were considerably wilder and more unpredictable than others. When Joan married Jack a few years later, Rigel joined Evenstar and Romulus in a three-cat household. When they took in a fourth cat named Tigger, I grew deeply concerned that Joan was suffering the dreadful fate of turning into a cat lady. She and Jack had two dogs, too. But while owning a couple of dogs seemed normal to me, four cats struck me as borderline crazy. I figured that you might as well just move out into a hollow log as live in a house where there were twice as many cats as people. What was the point of four walls and a roof when nature had already taken over? A decade and some years later, my thinking began to change after I married animal lover Linda. Under my nose at first, and then with my approval, our house filled with all manner of birds— for our first Christmas, she surprised me, to put it mildly, with a gray kitten that we named Penny. Before we knew it, stray cat Agnes needed a home. Mooby came next, and her arrival sent me to the store up the street for another litter box. 
When I complained about my fate to the cashier, she said, Three of them? You must be a cat person. Not me, I told her, as if she had accused me of running a meth lab. By then I had long since recovered from my early misconceptions that cats were either devious creatures or as mellow as stuffed toys. They were both, and much more. In fact, they were as complicated as any person that I'd ever met, and more intelligent than most people, too. But I refused to think of myself as a cat person. That was going a step too far. I readily called myself a bird person because the term was so amorphous that it didn't pigeonhole me. A bird person could be anyone from an egg-headed aviculturist who specialized in rare parrots to a redneck with a backyard chicken flock. But the term cat person was pretty specific.